Welcome to the Free Bootos Network. Hi, this is Devin Trek from the Free Bootos Network. Today we bring you another episode of Altar of War, brought to you by Masters of the Forge. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 25 of Masters of the Forge, Altar of War. Today, I'm joined by Kendrick. Hi, Kendrick. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Awesome. Uh, so, I'm really glad you could come down and play with me. Now, today, we are doing uh, a mission from Warzone Octarius Book 2, Critical Mass, called Bad Squig, Break the Stalemate. Uh, I'm playing Orcs, and Kendrick is playing the new Tyranid Codex. And Woo-hoo. as you can tell from the background... We're going to have Quinn here because it was an unavoidable situation and we like having Quinn around. It makes things interesting. Sometimes dice go flying across the table and miniatures get moved and terrain gets moved and somehow 20th century race cars end up on the battlefield. It's, it's pretty great. I think instead of the uh, the Thundonia stuff that they're doing in uh, Age of Sigmar, we should have Quindonia. Quindonia, yeah. I like it. He just... Every time something gets hit, it just takes mortal wounds. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, <laughs> just just the, my, both of my orc, orc uh, two of my orc, orc units have already taken taken damage. So, yeah, I'm very excited to play. I, I've been really wanting to try this mission for a while. I think it's a great way of uh, simulating a battle line that's moving back and forth. Uh, a good way of representing... A battle of attrition without just worrying about kill points. Yeah. I think that makes it way more interesting. Again, also we're in my game room, so you're gonna hear uh, the cars go by. Also, <laughs> the glorious existence of the outdoors. Yes, stupid outdoors. <laughs> Anyways, um, so this mission uh, has two special rules. Uh, the first one. Okay, so first of all, it's uh, short ways deployment. So the uh, like. Uh, the long battlefield edges and 10 inches from the center for deployment. Old school. Oh, kind of old school. Yeah. And then there are five objectives arrayed down the center line, one in the center and then two that are 12 inches from the center and then two that are 12 inches from that. So five objectives straight down the middle of the, of the battlefield center. So what we can do is whoever's holding that objective at the start of their command phase is allowed to push that objective six inches closer to their opponent. And is it allowed or do they have to? They may do it. Okay. They, they don't have to. Um, and there's no limit. There's no action involved. There's no limitation on how many. If you're holding all five, you can push them six inches closer to your opponent. The farthest, the closer to your opponent, the closest they can be to your opponent's battlefield or deployment zone is six inches. So it can't be like moved two steps closer or anything like that. That would be too difficult for your opponent to come back from. Um, so if, if I move it six inches closer to you, you can then push it six inches closer to me and put it back in the middle. Then the turn after that, you can push it towards my deployment zone. So it can, these objectives move back and forth. Now, then you sc- then at the end of your command phase you score. Uh, you can score for having two or more objective markers closer to your opponent's battlefield edge than yours. 
Um, then you can also score for having three or more objectives closer to your opponent's battlefield edge than yours. So you basically score for the objectives being uh, closer to your opponent's battlefield edge. You score for pushing the battle lines forward. You also score for holding an objective marker. So um, as long as you're on an objective marker, you're going to score that. So if you want to maximize, then you it might behoove you to not push them all. And it's kind of like a stopgap for running away with the game if you step on those objectives early on. Then we have an end game objective. Uh, at the end of the game, whoever's killed more power uh, scores an additional 10 points. Uh, the other primary, by the way, is worth 5 points per each per battle round. Per contingency that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the kill points is basically just a, a tiebreaker. Uh, so yeah, that's the mission. Normally we would be picking... Um, we would be picking some uh, agendas, but this is just a, a one-off narrative play game. So... Oh, and you forgot to say that we can't deploy behind each other. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the other the other mission rule is that strategic reserves can't be set up in the opponent's deployment zone. Because it's like a... Uh, it's kind of a constant uh, flow. It's, it's, it's assumed that there's a bunch of enemy behind you all, like ready to fight some more it's a it's a uh it, it, again it's it's kind of meant to represent a uh, uh a war of attrition with a lot of weight behind each army uh, and i think the armies we've chosen represent that very very well uh kendrick do you want to talk about um what you brought from the new tyranid codex and feel free to Kind of talk about why you pick stuff and and the changes that the units you picked have had since the last edition. So yeah, uh, as Adam said, I have the new uh, and improved Tyranid Codex. I am running so, some stuff I usually don't run, and some stuff that I used to run like before uh -huh. uh, that I thought was really cool. But was really bad. Uh, a great example of that is the Maliceptor. I feel like the original version of the Maliceptor, when it first came into existence, kind of didn't know where it wanted to be. And mm -hmm. I think that some of the stuff that it has now is really cool. Do I think that it has it now has a place? I don't know, because I haven't gotten to try him yet. Yeah. But he's just got some cool new abilities. Like uh, he has an act. He has a psychic action that I think is cool. Mm -hmm. But no, as far as my list goes, it's uh, I'm bringing a Hive Tyrant um, without wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turvagon, a Trigon Prime, which is now an HQ, which I think is awesome because that mm -hmm. gives you the option of having um, no more legs if you don't want. Yeah. Like you can just take the, because uh, again, Gargoyles, which is another unit that I'm taking, are now also in the troop choice. So yeah. I can take just Gargoyles. They don't have legs. And mm -hmm. then you can take Trigons, which don't have legs too. And then you can just be a slithery group that just... Snake army. Yeah, big old snake group that goes across the thing. That's awesome. Um, I'm bringing two units of Termagons, 20-man. I'm bringing the baseline guns, which are surprisingly good for the for the purposes of um, they don't cost extra points. Like, I, I when I originally read how good they were on the community website, um, 
them being strength five, AP minus one, and one damage, I was expecting them them to be the thing that costs something, and like you just having spine fists to start with or something along that line, mm-hmm. and you have to upgrade to those. No, they come stock standard. You just get the best thing stock. Yeah, I like, like it. That I like it a lot. I just don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm also bringing a lictor, which is something I have never really gone into, by the fact that I'm bringing an old school. Um, I'm he's one of my few. Uh, metal metal models that doesn't actually exist on the table because it's not the right, right model. <laughs> um, the but the Lictor I feel like is definitely a, a hero hunter now. Like he, they they doubled down on his ability to just like take take one thing, pick a target, and just murder that target. I mean, in the lore, that's what they do. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. great. I think yeah. I think what they did with him is really cool. Um, I'm as I said, I'm bringing a Malice Scepter. I'm bringing three Zoanthropes. <laughs> I'm bringing six Raveners, which I feel like Raveners got a pretty cool uh-huh. buff because um, they're now t- strength five, toughness five with four wounds instead of three. So they're a little bit tankier than like a uh, the Warriors, but they also don't have the same save as Warriors, but they're still super fast, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, I'm bringing a Tyrannofex with Acid Spray, two Biovores, again, something new for me, some nice living artillery to throw mm-hmm. at you. No, that'll be cool, and I like the change to those. Yeah, they so the way that they work now, which I think is pretty neat, is they use line of sight of another synapse creature to determine if they can shoot at it. Which, so cool, which is which is neat. Um, yeah, and it, it it actually having to have a spotter. Yeah, for your for yeah, that makes so much sense. And then I'm bringing the stock standard. Two Carnifexes, nothing. Cra- I'm put a, gave them adrenal glands and tusks because I want to use one of the new stratagems when they charge uh-huh. in. Do they have what they have on the model? Or are they? Well, if you look at them, they're two different ones. Yeah. One has crushing claws, um, but one no, they're scything talons. They're scything talons with um, devourer brain okay. leech worms. Okay, and tusks. So realistically, the one that is without the crushing claws is the correct one. Is correct. Okay, and then yeah. the other one no, is that's uh, not a wrong. <laughs> That's not a problem. Cool. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my list. I am vastly, vastly outnumbered. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, today I decided to... I painted all these boys. <laughs> uh, and some of them I painted after 9th edition. And uh, from a from a match play perspective, that was a terrible idea. But um, I've always wanted to run all of my orange paint my boys with the orange armor and our orange t-shirts so i am uh all but three guys with big shooters are on the battlefield today so that'll be uh 120 orc boys three units of 30 with six or seven shooters per squad the rest are Sluggas and Choppas, each led by a knob with a power claw uh, and slugga. They're cool. I loves them. They're neat. Uh, but also, they caused a great deal of pain and suffering while I painted them, so it'll be nice to have them on the battlefield. Again, I apologize for the crinkling earlier and the race car noises. It's just a thing that's going to happen this episode. Um, I also added... Um, I've got two units of bikes, four models per squad. Um, again, uh, we're using points today instead of power level, which made it a little bit easier to make weird lists. Um, 
the bikes are led. One of them's led by a power claw knob. The other is led by a big chopper knob. I made these because the unit size went down for bikes. So they went from 15 to 12 and I had three units of 15. So I brought the blue and yellow squads down to nine and I took away those bikes and used them for the orange uh, paint scheme, the orange army. Uh, also in this army is a gun wagon. I have always wanted to try out the gun wagon. My buddy um, uh, uses one, used one at Adepticon and he enjoys it. So I thought I'd give it a try as well. Um, the, this has the, I put a kill cannon on it. It's, there's a, um, there's an upgrade, a vehicle custom job called Dabama, which upgrades it from a, uh, 24 inch D6 strength eight AP minus two, two damage blast to, um, 36 inch heavy 2d6 strength 8 ap minus 2 2 damage blast so it gives it a little bit more range um and uh twice the shots Maybe. uh yeah uh, and it's also got four big shooters on it which is nice i i left the carrying capacity you can i actually i'm not sure if you can give these things uh hard case or not but i didn't Instead, it's just uh, got the, the room for 12 guys. So inside, I've got my eight, two of my HQs, my two HQs, and their bodyguard. The two HQs, I'll talk about in a second. The bodyguard is 10 knobs. Again, I painted these very recently. I built them custom, so I got as many left-handed choppers as I could find. And some right-handed choppers that I had to cut off at the hand and then glue on to a left hand. Um, so that I could have double choppa knobs. Right? The tire fell off so we could fix it. Anyways, um, so I've actually paid three points to give them a big choppa and a choppa. So they'll have like 100,000 big choppa attacks and one extra choppa attack if they make it into combat. So there's 10 of those led by a guy with a power claw. I love those guys. Um, then there's a weird boy in there. The weird boy had, I gave him a relic. Um, the, uh, the weird boy relic, the scorched git bones that gives me plus one, uh, to cast any witch fire powers. Now he does have a buff, the warpath buff, which uh, gives a unit plus one attack, which theoretically will be good for the units of 30 boys. When uh, on a wah, they get a plus one attack also. So each boy will be five attacks with their choppas, which should be fine. Um, he also has the crunch. Uh, well, he's got, he's got, um, He's got a uh, uh, smite as usual, right? But he's also got the crunch, which is a warp charge six. Um, select a unit with an eighteen d six for each model, and on a six, it takes mortal wound. But if the test was nine or more, I add plus one on that, so it'll be five plus. Which I I like that a lot. That's a really that's a really good psychic power. I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, I've also got a pain boy. 
I figured the pain boy might be might be helpful in keeping my core unit of or my core units of boys alive. I'm not sure. I don't know if he's totally worth it. I mean, on a six plus, he'll um, uh, ignore wounds on a six plus, which is nice for uh, units within three inches as he injects them with anti venom or whatever. Uh, but I did spend a CP to give him Brog's buzz bomb, which is the snake bite, uh, special, a relic. It's amazing. I love this thing. Um, grenade 3d six, six inch range, strength five, AP minus one, one damage blast. This weapon can target units that are not visible to the bearer. The bearer can only shoot with this weapon once per battle. Each time an attack is made with this weapon, that attack scores a hit on a roll of a 2+, irrespective of any modifiers. So it's a 2 to hit, 3d6 grenade blast. Um, then, after shooting with this weapon, each unit within 6 inches of the target suffers one mortal wound. So it's like got a blast radius. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a lot of fun. I, I don't know if it was worth 1 CP, but hey, I'll take it. Uh, and that, I believe, is the army. Oh, uh, yeah, there's also the three, yeah, the four units of boys, which I, I did talk about. So, yeah, that's that's the armies. Um, so, Kendrick, are you ready to deploy? I missed one piece. Oh, what'd you miss? Because it was the new, it's new stuff, so I figured I gotta talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I did pick High Fleet Kraken. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't talk about my. Go ahead, talk about your <laughs> yeah. uh, so, your faction. Uh, I, I realized that like you're talking about the buzz bomb or the bomb, and I'm like, I didn't talk about the Kraken. <laughs> so uh, I picked Kraken because my the high fleet that I want to do is a custom one. It's uh-huh. uh it's a uh, high fleet Nimrod because mm-hmm. it's like the hunter high fleet. Yeah, or at least that's my idea in my head. Yeah. Um, but I want it to be off of uh, Splinter Fleet of High Fleet Kraken. But um, so. I'm going to, instead of using the adaptive biology that they give me as mm-hmm. a choice, I'm changing it up, and I'm going to be using one of the... Oh, first called... of all, what's the primary Kraken? Okay, the primary adaptation for Hyphalic Kraken is Questing Tendrils. Each time a unit with this adaptation fights, it it, it can make... Uh, if it made a charge move this turn, then the unit... Uh, until the unit resolves its fight... Um, each time a model with this, in this unit makes an attack, improve the armor pen characteristic by one. That's freaking sweet. I have to charge. So that's, you know, it does have a little bit of, but even um, your termagants have a minus one AP, which is pretty great. Yeah, it is pretty great. But Uh, it reminds me of your, um, uh, uh, white scars, the guys with just bolters when they charge in, they're like, ah, we still have minus one AP. Screw you. We're going to get you. (laughs) So then there's an adapt. So the way that the new Tyranids work is there's your primary ability and then there's what's called like it's an adaptive ability. Mm-hmm. So the adaptive ability for Kraken is um, it's pretty much an advance manipulation. So it allows me to instead of having to roll for my advance, I get three inches plus D3. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always going to be moving pretty quickly. Um, but there's also like there's a stratagem for the Kraken that allows me to do something very similar. Mm-hmm. Um and there's also a stratagem called Bounding Advance, but I don't have 
those unit those models aren't in this army um, so I'm not really worried about that but I'm gonna change that out so I'm actually going to take from the hunt biomorphologies and the hunt biomorphology that I took is ambush predator and that means that my whole army all of it get uh, the ability to do heroic intervention so if That's you so if awesome. I'm in th- at three inches, I can just pile my dudes in and just go for yeah, this. I have to be careful about where I place my models during my turn because you'll be able to just heroically intervene, which is really interesting. Yeah. That's cool as heck. Um, I'm playing snake bites. So every time an attack is made against a unit in my army, uh, a roll of a one through three does not wound. Ooh. Unless the attack was strength eight or higher. So you get your truck ability. Uh, yes, except instead of d- minus one damage, the truck ability and this ability have the same limitations. Strength mm-hmm. eight or higher ignores it, but uh, the tr- the battle wagon still has minus one damage for attacks that are strength seven or lower. Uh, but now that it also has can't be, but it's toughness seven, so this ability doesn't really apply to it. But for the boys and stuff, if you've got strength six and strength. Four, or sorry, strength six and strength seven, it won't wound on a three. It'll wound on a four, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Uh, Same thing with the bikes. Uh, Strength six and seven won't do much to them. Uh, That is about... Oh, (laughs) for the entirety of Adepticon, I was like, man, I thought for sure my army has a plus one to wound against something. Like, I thought for sure I had a plus one to wound. Each time a squig model for this culture makes a melee attack, if that model's unit made a charge move or performed a heroic intervention that turn, add one to the tax hit, uh, wound roll. <laughs> so, all of the, all nine games at Adepticon, I was not giving my squigs plus one to wound. It doesn't have any impact on this game because I'm not running any squigs. You have one. It's an attack squig, right? It's an attack squig, yeah. Let's give him a plus one <laughs> yes. to wound, shall we? Uh, he deserves it. For all um, of Adepticon, he will get it. Yes, and the snake bites... Uh, the snake bites stratagem actually might come useful for this game. It allows me to, um, uh, uh, it's one CP and it allows any unit in my army to deny a psychic power. Ooh. I yeah. have a lot of, them. I still have to roll it. Yeah. It just gives me a chance to deny, uh, 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 one psychic power. So that's pretty cool. And I'm ready for it. I, I'm actually more ready for this Brog's Buzz Bomb to do some do some damage. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a quick break and then deploy our armies. to the internet for its information. We have stood at the edge of despair and would have fallen. If not for awesome podcasts and their content of everything we love. Now these podcasts are all brought together in one place. Forged in like-mindedness, tempered with a community-oriented forum, covering all things geek, such as wargaming, board gaming, comics, movies, and more. Presenting a lineup of podcasts producing exclusive content for the fans. The Freebooters Network. 
trolls want to steal our community. Let them try. So, so let's talk about the terrain. We've got a Mechanicus battlefield, like a ruined Mechanicus battlefield, with uh, a ruin in two, two, your one of your corners and a ruin in one of my corners, and then the other opposite corner has like a fuel tank, a ruined fuel tank that we're also treating as a ruin. Now, scattered around, we have a whole bunch of of obstacles like fuel tanks and uh, energy capacitors and stuff like that. Normally those just count as light cover obstacles that that, um, you can't stand on that are um, unstable position. But since we have so many models trying to get across the battlefield and fight, we've added the breachable rule to them so you can go through them uh but i thought that that was a little funky uh to just give them breachable so i'm thinking that we are gonna do um oh what's it called difficult ground if you go through them so you kind of have to squeeze through in order to get past them so they're they're breachable, but with difficult ground. I thought that would be a fun way to to sh- to show it. There's not a huge amount of shooting in our army, so having a ton of obscuring in the middle of the battlefield really isn't all that important. This is about outmaneuvering each other in the movement phase, and then fighting and and picking the right fights. Uh, Kendrick, you won the roll off to determine attacker defender. You chose to be the attacker. I did. So I placed my battle wag. Oh, so prior to deployment, I put my knobs and both my HQs in the battle wagon. You put some stuff in reserve as well, right? I burrowed the Turvagon, mm-hmm. the Ravners. Mm-hmm. I used a command point to put my gargoyles in the cave, even though they can fly. Uh-huh. But whatever. And then my lictors off doing lictor things. Well, they're like that. Ba- oh, thanks, Quinn. Don't die. Don't go through the window, please. He's just headbutting it. Oh, that's fine then. He's not hurting anything that's of any value. Okay, so I placed my battle wagon front and center. I wanted, I wanted to make sure that uh, my my war boss gets into combat. <laughs> I don't and, think we'll have trouble with that this game. No, no, certainly not. Um, and I followed up with putting the pain boy a little bit to the left of that. And surrounding him by three of the 30 uh, boy uh, squads of orcs to ensure that at least th- those three units will get the feel no pain when you start shooting. Um, both flanks has a unit of bikes in it, uh, hiding behind obscuring terrain. And uh, my right flank, I noticed that you put a, put your carnifexes and stuff on your on your right flank so i figured a bunch of the stuff that wasn't already deployed was going to end up on your left flank so i pr- 
pre I kind of pre-countered that deployment by putting a unit of my fourth unit of boys on that flank. Hopefully I can start pushing those objectives early on and get into combat with the um is that a malice scepter? Not malice scepter. Yeah. What's that guy? On this that? is this is the um Tyrannofex. Tyrannofex. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got the acid spray. He's, he's, That's not going to be great for me. Yeah, he's the one who says, "Oh, you're going to charge me? Oh, wonderful day. <laughs> good day. Good day. <laughs> Two d six so, shots. Here you go. So that's where I'm at. I'm I'm fairly clumped in the center with a billion boys. Um, we're going to be charging through all of this, uh, um, all of these ruined uh, ob- obstacles, uh, Mechanicus obstacles. I'm using the sweet uh, red. Mechanicus battle mat that I got at Adepticon. Very excited about that. All right, uh, Kendrick, where? How did you? What did you think about your deployment? How are you uh, arraying your troops on your side? I would say my biggest thing right now is man, like when he sent me the list of what he was going to play, I didn't realize how outnumbered I was. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I start putting my stuff out, and I have two twenty man blocks of mm-hmm. Turvagons, mm-hmm. and I know how not good they are in melee, and mm-hmm. I know how good orcs are. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the way that I went is from left to right, it's a uh, terrain effects. Uh, looking at, I'll call it the weakest flank of <laughs> yeah. this of this army of orcs. Yeah. Um, with a unit of turvagons right next to him. Behind that is my hive tyrant. Kind of definitely he, protected by the. He, he may look like he has wings, but he doesn't. Ah, understood. <laughs> oh, is that the one with the two plus save? Yes, because ah. that's that's one of the things they did was they made it if it has wings, it has a three up save, and if it's on foot, it has a two up save. Yeah, I like which is that's a great which is an interesting change. Great way to do it. Behind a giant crate, I have two biovores uh-huh. who are waiting to just you know spit some wonderful little spores send farts. At, yeah, my little, way. little little spores at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I got a Turvagon who is going to be supporting. I'm hoping both of my units of Turvagons. Mm-hmm. I have my um, Malice Scepter behind a unit of Turvagons. I we have, have to... Hold on. We have to fix the tablet. Yeah, the tablet's breaking. We Something's can't, wrong. We can't, we can't have this. We need, yeah. to ha- we need to have a tablet that works and is playing picture, playing videos of people playing with toys. <laughs> Instead of just playing toys ourselves, we need to watch other people play toys. Well, yeah. I was waiting for him to pull down your giant tower of foam you got because he had his <laughs> hand right in there and I'm he like... <laughs> Uh, after the Malice Scepter, which is behind a unit of Termagants, I have my Zoanthropes. And then on the far right side, as you said, I have my two uh, Carnifex trying right. to make sure I can grab a side and then hopefully turn a flank. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, There's a lot I, of boys. I think that the offensive power of those um, Carnifexes is going to be somewhat lost. Yeah. But... At the same time, they're probably going to just hold that flank by themselves anyways. Well, so supported by Zoanthropes, man. Zoanthropes yeah. got some pretty neat buffs. But my thing is, I just don't have anything over there. Yeah. So you just, you're just going to... That's just yours. I'm going to say that belongs to you. <laughs> Here you go. You can have that. And I'm going to see if I can't chew through your objective secured enough where I can just hold the center... And push objectives forward and hold the line long enough where later in the game you won't be able to catch up. I don't doubt that that might be possible. I think that this it's going to definitely be how many things can I kill game. Yeah, and honestly, with the way morale works now, I'm a bit concerned about mm. my ability to actually um, keep 
120 boys alive. Honestly, I've, I, yes, they're toughness five now, but I actually don't think I've got an, like with the biovores and the venom cannons and stuff. Like I am really not sure I have enough, but we'll see. I, this is kind of like a perfect way to show Octarius and what happened on Octarius where the orcs and the, the, the Tyranids ate each other. Mm-hmm. And one fueled the other's rage. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, the big thing is get like I have uh, psychic power, the horror on mm-hmm. my um, hive tyrant, and mm-hmm. the the fact that that gives you a minus two to your leadership. That's going to be huge. Might do a lot, and it gives you a plus one to your attrition check. So oh, it's minus two plus one. Jeez, that's so gonna suck. If, if I can get that power off on one of those big blobs after I beat it up mm-hmm. a little, ooh, mm-hmm. it'll be spicy. Yes, it will. Okay, so in narrative play, uh, the way it works is you roll off to determine who the attacker defender is. The defender places the fir- picks their deployment side and places the first model. Um, then uh, the attacker, d- when we determine who goes first, uh, gets to win ties to determine uh, who goes first. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins this roll gets to say, I'm going first or second. Okay. So here we go. I rolled a one. You rolled a four. <laughs> I win. Would you like to go first? I I, I, I can't I think, imagine why you wouldn't. I think I do because I have more shooting than you. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. And my war boss is currently in the battle wagon. Now, why that's important is I can't use breaking heads on these boys. Oh, okay. So the, the first turn, I probably should have left him out of the battle wagon so I could do... Um, the insane bravery stratagem, I forget what it is, like the generic one mm-hmm. for two CP where you just get to pass morale. Mm-hmm. And orcs have another one that's once per game, yeah. except instead you just do D3 mortal wounds as you bash people's heads in. Yeah. So I could have done that twice this round, so I'm going to have to save the second one for next round. The first one, I'll just have to pick the unit that's going to die <laughs> to morale yeah. and save them instead. Yep. All right, well, Kendrick, let's... um. Let's uh, start turn one. Absolutely. Welcome back. Ken's turn two has concluded. Turn one. Turn one has concluded. (laughs) I forgot to mention that uh, in, for the mission, mutual obsec on objective secured on a on a yeah mutual objective secured on an objective st- stops us from holding it. So if we both have objective secured, we don't go and count how many models are on it to determine who's holding it. It just stops both of us from scoring it at all. Obsec is a wash. It is. Uh, okay. So, your turn was interesting. Um, you picked... Which synaptic imperative did you pick? I picked... Hold on, let me go grab it. <laughs> well, it's nice that they give you ca- like they give you cards for your synaptic imperative, which yeah. is nice so you can remember it. So, it's Surging Vitality. It's the Turbagons one. So, I can't use it again, but I figured I needed the extra movement to get who I could into grabbing an objective. <laughs> Close. Yeah, he keeps that on like close. running past the corners of. Oh. I, I've I've shaved them like pretty rounded, 
to avoid children smashing their brains on the table. But with, when we're playing 40k, I put feet on it, so it's up at like more like be- above belly belly mm-hmm. button level, which is exactly his head yeah. right now. Which is the the oh okay <laughs> well naked baby time. I guess we'll take a pause here. <laughs> And we're back from potty break. Potty break. Then we're put in some chicken nuggets, so that's oh, a great oh, thing. Oh, oh. Yeah, gotta love lunch. So you got two two extra movement from surging vitality. Yep. Which was which seemed to be pretty cool. You got a lot of stuff in position. Um, it, it got my stuff up so you can charge it really well. <laughs> and. And and um, what do we call it? Quin Quin th- th- instead of Thundania, it's a Quindonia. Quindonia. Yep. Quindonia is going for the mic. <laughs> Quindonia is going for the microphone. Uh, so you had a pretty great psychic phase. Actually, it was kind of a lackluster psychic phase, except for the zone throw smite. Yeah. Nine mortal wounds. Nine mortal wounds because it's plus one per model in the unit. And you yeah. rolled a fourteen. To, to swing, yeah. So so six orcs, thanks to the uh, uh, feel no pain from the pain boy, just died to died to that. And also that same unit got um, what was it? Uh, the horror. The horror. So when the time for the morale phase came around, they uh, I, I auto passed them for two CP. Um, but I also lost I also lost quite a few others to to morale, but way less than I should have. That's true. Because in the in the shooting phase, you spread your damage around yeah, to force to me you, to take more wounds. I wanted as many checks as I could get before you get to go. <laughs> yeah, that was that's really smart against this army. I think that will maximize your your damage impact by spreading around that uh, uh, that damage. Um, and you did manage to kill twenty five orc boys this turn, which is almost a unit. Mm-hmm. Excellent work. Um, Anything, uh, anything to to note here that you thought was interesting? I thought um, that those biovores were interesting. Yeah, the way the biovores work now is they're an action to drop mines instead of like because it used to be when you fired if they miss they just drop a spore, mm-hmm. which is a really cool ability. But that makes it so like they're always they're always doing extremely something. potent. Mm-hmm. I feel like. For 45 points per. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have to do an act. Like I said, you have to do an action to drop those. But if you just shoot at somebody, you get D3 per that mm-hmm. do mortal wounds on a four up. Which yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And with a pretty good rate, what, 48 inches, 48 which is basically range. the whole battlefield these days with yep. the smaller battlefield. And yeah, and it, it forced another morale check over there. And it is, I think it's interesting that their other ability is an action in the shooting phase so they still get to kind of move and do it mm-hmm. which is yep. nice instead of an action in the uh movement phase in or the uh, so that's cool i i think that's neat i i'm in a good position to uh wah and charge turn one with a bunch of stuff and hopefully still the problem is am i still going to be holding the objectives when your turn comes around or when my next turn comes around because the objectives move on your own command phase Mm -hmm. i'm actually not so sure that's going to be the case um this the way they have it worked out i think it is almost going to be that (laughs) kill points at the end is actually going to be a big deal (laughs) going to be a big deal here so let's see uh i guess so we'll um we'll check back at the end of my turn one Mm mm-hmm 
nice aromatics. that'll give us a nice... That's right. Thank you, Quinn. Quinn did a good job helping me roll dice. He did. He got you three murders. Three murders was pretty good. So on my turn, I did call my wog because I needed to get in combat. Um, Some boys took uh, some objectives on the middle left. Uh, Boys took uh, the objective on the far right. Um, The far left objective has been denied by a pair of bikes. But I'm not sure those bikes are much longer for this world. They are facing down two tire, uh, two Carnifexes mm-hmm. uh, who are about to do some murder. Um, the boys unit on the on my left uh, did attempt to charge some uh, Gaunts and the Zoanthropes, <laughs> and they failed their roll. Yeah, it's they're kind of stuck over there. But at least they're on the objective. Maybe I can hold it long enough to push it. Um, but the uh, gaunts over there, which I did manage end up shooting with my gun wagon, uh, they're fearless, right? Because yes. they're in uh, synapse, synapse range. range. Yep. So yeah, they're 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 probably going to deny me the uh, uh, moving the objective. So there's that. My right flank is looking pretty strong though. There's lots of boys over there, and um, the battle wagon lined up for a charge on the Tyranifex. And the war boss actually got out and advanced six and also lined up on the terrain yeah. effects. Uh, the boys in the center uh, had the best run roll of all of them, I think. They rolled a six to run. Yep. So they moved 11 straight up the middle uh, yeah. and the with the pain boy trailing behind them. Um, they didn't roll great for their charge roll, but they didn't really need it. The psychic In the psychic phase, I managed to get off Warpath on those guys. So... Even the chop, even the shooter boys had four attacks. It was kind of nuts. It was a lot. So, um, we, uh, long story short, we wiped out the unit of, uh, um, Turbagons. Turbagons in the middle. Uh, Turbagons. Turbagons in the Turbagons. middle. And then I decided to go ahead and pile into the, um, the hive tyrant with them because I, my war boss is kind of exposed. I wanted to make sure he didn't get a charge shot and charged by the uh, hive tyrant. It's valid, dis- con- a valid concern. I was about, I was about like three and a half inches away from him though, mm-hmm. which allowed him to consolidate and uh, swing on the war on the battle wagon. Battle wagon did kill the Tyrannofex, but then the battle wagon was destroyed by the hive tyrant. Man. When he has bone swords he has and lash adrenal and bone adre- lash whip bone swords, adrenal glands. Yep, those adrenal glands auto hit on. Oh six. no, no, to- uh, that's the toxic sack. He toxic didn't get sacks, adrenal glands yeah. is plus one to move, plus one uh, strength. Now, oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what that. Well, he made him strength nine, right? Uh, he's strength nine because the bone sword now. Monsters bone swords are plus three. They're like a uh, power sword, but mm-hmm. plus two strength. So at any rate, you wiped out that battle wagon very easily with yeah. with your high strength and the auto hit auto wounding on a six to hit. Yeah, you got three auto hits out of that, and yep. it was destroyed. the the um the knobs got out, and I kind of put them within. Um, They're uh, close. <laughs> yeah, I put them within. Uh, uh, I don't know. They don't have heroic intervention. I don't know why I did that. Well, they're over there. They're you, hanging you, out. You've got him. The the car. The uh, hive tyrant is definitely penned in. Like there's no. Yeah. He's not going anywhere now. Yeah, yeah. And and so those guys are over there, ready for next turn. 
And my one unit of boys is sitting in my backfield trying to edge out your deep strikers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how successful I'm going to be edging out your deep strikers, but I think I'm in the strongest position I could have uh, considering I failed the charge on the left flank. Killing the Tyrannofex and charging it with the with the battle wagon really saved me from a lot of auto hits on the on the Overwatch. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm not in a bad position, but you do still have quite a few heavy hitters to come in, and I think my my left flank I think is going to crumble this turn. I really do. It's the only way my the game can go my way is if I make it happen. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. All right, so we're going to take a break, and uh, we're going to have some lunch, and we'll come back and do turn two. Welcome back. We just finished Kendrick's turn two. Um, there was a lot of activity. Uh, it's almost like we're a bunch of bugs. <laughs> now, what was your um, ability that you used? I used... Warp Shielding? Yep, I used the Zone Throw-Up's ability Warp Shielding. It gives all of my monsters a four-up invuln save for the turn, as long as they're within Synapse. And then any of my non-monsters get a five-up involve for the turn. Yeah, that was really that was really helpful throughout this turn. Um, you brought ten models back to that unit I wounded in shooting. Yep, and they're still at full. I there's not really well. Anything. It's been my turn, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been um, staying away. Uh, how do you feel about the uh, Hive Tyrant's reroll wo- hits ability being a targeted thing? Instead of an aura. I mean, an aura would definitely be better. I feel like... But I, I like it. But I also think that... I, I like the change, actually. Because I feel like it as an aura it smacks too much of Space Marine. Yeah. It is a targeted ability. Gives it, like... Uh, I wish it was rerolls. I mm-hmm. wish it wasn't reroll ones. Yeah. Because I feel like by not making... Like, if it was an aura, okay, reroll ones is fine. Because you're affecting mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. with a... Uh, an aura by picking a unit, letting them have rerolls. Yeah, and it has to be core. And this book is not as gracious with core as other books. Yeah, no, you're right. So for stuff that came back uh, or that arrived this turn, your Trigon came on my side of the battlefield, all the way on the right. I had completely evac- vacated that area to push everybody up. So you brought your your Trigon in with the gargoyles. Yep. Trying um, to make a little fire base. Long story short, they didn't pass their charge. Not at all. No. Um, but the combat warriors did come in on your side of the battlefield, right behind my knobs that had just gotten out of the battle the battle wagon. Yeah, my raveners. Rav, sorry, raveners. They, they look like warriors, but they're supposed to be serpentine bodies, which is uh, probably why I forgot the rule about them you having a minus one to hit me. Right, right, phase. right, right. So yeah, they um they they did make their charge. They and they did. killed they killed five boys in the charge or something like that. Uh, they only killed two boys, but then you failed your Oh, that's right. I killed I I had a bunch die in the in the battle wagon explosion. Yeah, you had two die from the battle wagon. And then I killed two, and then you had, then you 
I can't, I put the horror on them. So yeah. they're a minus two leadership and they have a plus one to their attrition test. Yeah, that was not great. The horror and the stratagem that we'll talk about in a minute is destroying my army. Um, so anyways, the Zonthropes did six mortal wounds. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, fortunately, I denied Catalyst. You did. With my weird boy. No um, catalyst for me. Yeah. Which was, which was good, because my high tyrant's at three wounds. <laughs> <laughs> you dropped some mines. I'm not sure what they're... Were you supposed to be able to charge with those? No, they can't. They don't charge. They just float. They float. Understood. Yeah. So... What do they thing, What do they do? Like... They do mortal wounds. Should I shoot them? If you want to. They're one wound. They have no save. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I can... I got the book right here. I can... Um, meanwhile, uh, yeah, you drop some mines on the battlefield with your with your action. Um, the Carnifexes charged the bikes on my left flank. Um, Trampling Charge did six mortal wounds. There were just so much mortal wounds. I'm, I feel like this army, I have done more mortal, more mortal wounds with this army than I have with any other army. I play Age of Sigmar. Like, mm-hmm. Age of Sigmar loves that stuff. Yeah, you play, you play Stormcast Eternals. I do not. I play them a little. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't play the good Stormcast Eternals. I play what, what I think looks pretty. The brain bug charged into my boys on the left flank. Like, I only have, like, a few smattering of boys and the bikes on the left flank. Eh? Kind of, I've given that side, like, a, a smattering of... Hold them back. Resistance. And you and they actually you you've been swiffing with your attacks over here on this Five. side with these big it's all the mortal wounds that are doing stuff over yeah, here. Yeah, it was it was six attacks that all missed. Just yeah. And on this flank I didn't I wasn't able to pile in with the with the knob on bike because he was more than an inch away, but he did manage to pass his morale. As did the boys actually. So it wasn't too terrible on this you side. You held the flank for now. Yeah, both flanks I'm holding, one because you failed charges and the other because you're just whiffing with your attacks. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to hope that I can I'm just going to kind of stay here and make you kill me for one more turn. And yeah. then after that, it's just yours. Well, I think you're going to push that, that far, your right flank, my left flank. I think you're just going to push me in. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm hope I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping I can push some objectives and maybe choke the center with, not with boys and kill that hive tyrant. The hive tyrant I got down with my war boss. I got the Hive Tyrant down to three wounds, Mm -hmm. and you got me down to one wound. Yep. Because I heroically intervened over there. But the boys, man, I lost ten boys to morale that turn. Yep. Which in this system is crazy, because they were down to half, below half, and they had used the... What stratagem was it? It was called... Psychotropic toxin or something. Yeah, that it's plus minus two uh, bravery. Sorry, leadership and minus or plus one to combat attrition. And I just lost almost everyone to that. Fortunately, they're still holding the objective. And they're going to be able to push that objective forward. Hopefully. Okay. So, let's do my turn three before the day is over. <laughs> well, Quinn is still napping, and and uh, Tilia hasn't stabbed you in the heart. New baby and all. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be right back.
my turn two is over, hence battle round two has concluded. I was able to push two objectives forward and hold an objective, which gave me 10 victory points this turn, which was nice. Um, I fell back on my left flank, like I said, just to kind of be a speed bump and make you clear me out. The fact that the objective secured stops you from scoring the middle left one means I'll be saved that this turn, but you are going to be able to push forward the far left one with your with your carnifexes. Yeah. Um, I went after your uh, harp, not harpies. Gargoyles. Gargoyles and... Murdered them to a man. Trigon. Yeah, I, sh I shot the uh, shot the the uh, gargoyles to death with the bikes over there, and I kind of stretched my unit of boys between the objective that was pushed forward and the trigon, mm -hmm. and charged. Um, I thought it was going to be enough, but I didn't realize the trigon had a minus one to hit. Is that always or just? Yeah. So the new rule for anything that has like the serpentine body, they give uh -huh. you a minus one in melee. Okay, so yeah, that that was a. I only got it down to seven wounds, I think, in combat. I think I missed with like all of my power claw attacks, and all most of the biker boys. Like it was not, it was not great. The uh, attacks on the trigon, it's gonna it's gonna hang out there a little bit longer, but because of the daisy chaining, I I was able to do. Um, like when I did the charge move, I actually moved some of the other ones back towards the objective so that charged the, strategically, strategically charged so that the, um, uh, the, uh, not war, the not the, warriors, the, the raveners, raveners yeah. so they were closer. So I kept on piling in towards them as well. So that unit is stretching between the Trigon and the objective. Currently the boys in the middle charged in at the Turvagon. Well, the second boys in the middle. Second the boys in the middle are now a three-man squad. Yeah, yeah. They charged in, and they didn't really do a lot. They're just kind of holding that middle objective away from you. I think that having the extra objective secured is nice for me right now. And some of those low squat models that you have, like the uh, Turvagon and what's the brain guy? The uh, Maliceptor. The Maliceptor, them not having an option for sweep attacks... At least I don't think they no, have them. they enough. do have them now. They do have them now. Well, whatever the case, they're not getting a lot of attacks in, no. unfortunately. So so I am able to tar pit them a little bit with my boys, but I keep on losing so much to morale. Like, I just lost the knobs to morale mm -hmm. um, because of uh, the horror. And the one uh, model, the one not warrior over there is just kind of hanging out. Standing all and defiant because he murdered a bunch of knobs. Yeah, he took a morale check, but he he passed it. You 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 can pass morale checks. Oh, yeah, the unit in the middle failed. The unit of twenty one boys failed their morale checks, so, but they only lost two. Two, yeah, because you're not below half. Yeah, so yeah, uh, the morale is really killing me as I thought it would, but I am scoring, so we'll we'll thank our lucky stars for that. Um, all right, Kendrick. If if this turn isn't uh, very eventful, we'll we'll do full turn three after this. So, what do you think so far? Do you think uh, that the the Tyranids are certainly surging on the left flank here? I think what you said at the end of my turn two, mm -hmm. like 
I'm going to have to make up some real estate mm-hmm. <laughs> on my turn three in order to make it so I have something for turn for your turn three. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like my turn two was good, but your turn three, I feel like it was better. Oh, by the way, our, both of our bosses are dead. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, you you were able to kill my character, but I had two CP left, so I explicitly for the purpose of fighting back Mm -hmm. and we mutually destroyed each other and you didn't explode you should have exploded i wish i did i i love that about the new tyranids when they explode they only hurt the enemy because they lash out that Mm -hmm. makes so much sense um that should be a true for all monstrous creatures yeah absolutely it kind of stinks because my turvagon right now or my trigon right now is all the way on the other side of the field so he doesn't work his synaptic ability doesn't work with everybody else right now and his uh his primary synaptic ability would let every single model yeah. lash out mm-hmm. if they when they die. That is so cool. And it's, it's it makes really everybody cool, angry. Yeah, it makes him really cool, but he is so far away from everything right now. Luckily, he synapsed himself, so he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, he did manage to kill three bikes. He did. He the knob, them. fortunately, passed morale and is not in combat. So he's actually feeling pretty good. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how <laughs> you knobs do. Gonna, you know, your two bike knobs right now are going to be how you win the game. Because you're going to be Wouldn't like, be oh, I'm going to sneakily hold an objective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to push this away from me. It's on your side <laughs> of the field now. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So let's start turn. Let's start battle round three. Uh, yep. Kendrick's turn three. Let's see how many points you get. Turn three concluded. So you use the Maliceptor Synaptic Imperative. That one lets you do psychic actions and stuff while still, yeah. and also like, yeah, why don't we read it? I will. I'm trying to find where I put the card. <laughs> so it's uh, psychic oversight. Uh, so what it allows me to do is um, if a unit performs an action, it can make a range attack without failing the action. Uh, a unit can start to perform an action even if it has advanced or fell back. Mm-hmm. Additionally, a unit with a psychic keyword can perform a psychic action and it does not prevent it from manifesting psychic powers. So yeah. with Maliceptor specifically, um, he has the ability to make like a little dome of minus one strength happen mm-hmm. around him, which is really cool. So that was my primary thinking of doing it, but... Then we found out that he has a cool psychic overload that just does so many mortal wounds. Dude, psychic overload is unreal. It did it. Ten. It Ten did well. Wounds. You did plus three mortal wounds for every successful psychic power that you cast with to the closest enemy unit. So you did six mortal wounds to the boys' unit in the middle with just that. But you also used a smite. Which to do a D6, yeah. and I, I did feel no pain some of that, but just not enough. It was insanity how much moral wounds you put out this turn. Um, I killed your uh, knob with psychic powers. Yep, the knob was killed with psychic powers. You, you just wiped out my left flank entirely. But we expected that, whether it was mortal wounds or shooting or assault, to be mm-hmm. perfectly honest. Um, I... I think I did a pretty good job of still holding the middle a little bit. I By the end of your turn, I only had the two characters left and like two models in a yeah. unit in the middle of the boys unit in the middle remaining. 
Uh, those two boys ran up and just capped that objective that I had pushed into your into your uh, deployment zone. Yep. <clears throat> the right flank, you killed enough models in my unit that was daisy chained from the objective to the trigon, to where I failed the morale check and I had to pick. I had to pick which side of the daisy chain to survive because of the rule regarding units of over the five that yeah. need to be, each model needs to be within two inches of two models. Yeah. So I killed everything that was near the Trigon in the hopes that the knob on bike would kill it. Uh, it only had one wound left at that point. Yeah. So it, while still holding the objective, I yep. chose the objective over killing the Trigon. And that was that see, that turned out to be the right call. It did, yeah. Because on my turn, that knob was able to kill the Trigon with shooting. Yep. Uh, Didn't have to charge it or anything. And I still held the objective. So that scored me. I had three popped forward and I scored 15 points on my yeah. turn. Yes, you did. Which put me pretty far ahead. You were I, at, I you five, had five at I the time. Five, yeah. But... At that point, you'd killed so much that I was just kind of yoloing characters into stuff, just to, just for funsies. Like the uh, mm-hmm. weird boy jumped up and and tried to kill uh, your Turvagon, and those boys on this on the objective were like, "Ah, we'll attack." <laughs> the Turv- the Turvagon only had six wounds left, but it does now have a two up armor save, which makes it that really was really hardy. nice. Yeah, it was a bad mistake on my part to charge with those boys, but you ended up only killing one because for some reason, like that thing can't kill. Like, yeah, those the squat the Maliceptor and the Turvagon, I wouldn't count on them as being major assault units, but they're really good tanky support units. Yeah. The crazy thing is, and it used to be they only had four attacks, mm-hmm. so they only ever got to swing four times. And Which now was they, way worse. Oh, it was so much worse. And now they gave them an alternating profile so you can sweep or you can strike. Right. And that means I doubled my attacks, but I, and this is not representative of those models i feel like they actually can do some damage you know what it might be the snake bites that helped out there because they're only strength seven yeah so you're wounding on five or fours yeah so maybe it was the snake bite stuff that really did kind of help here yeah it it it, well no help you (laughs) well yeah help me for the first time ever i got to use the brog's buzz bomb oh yeah yep it didn't do a whole I lot. Was, I think was that was delightful. the next turn. I think that was turn three. Yeah. Or turn four. Turn four, yeah. We kind of fast forwarded a little bit, did a little zoom zoom. Uh, the uh, the Lictor did finally get a charge in. He did. He Hooray. did. And murdered the uh, pain boy, which was blocking your big stuff in the middle. Yep. And my last remaining knob on Warbike tried to kill your remaining uh, not- Ravener. Ravener. It is a Ravener. It is not a warrior. We failed to kill each other, and that one objective remained unmoved. Yeah, completely contested. And uh, you ended up uh, with, um, I think it was uh, 25 to 35. Mm -hmm. No, 25 to 30. But then you actually, you obviously had killed more units, so you scored that last 10 points for killing more for 35 to 30 mm-hmm. congratulations very close oh my god it was a great yeah like in in this case the uh pushing forward and actually like trying to get those objectives moved early did did well for me yeah unfortunately i just couldn't stand against those mortal wounds i think i think for me it was i'll call it mm-hmm. a, it was kind of like a twofold thing mm-hmm. one i had so much mortal wound production and i did not know i was gonna have that much mortal wound production <laughs> when i built this list that was yeah. not what i built it for mm-hmm. uh i just right tried... can you imagine actually building your list for that if i went full psychic oh my god like i only had 
I, yeah, I had four units that do psychic abilities. And Imagine having two Maliceptors and doing that, yeah. doing the Maliceptors ability twice. Can you do it twice if you have two Maliceptors? Yeah, the, each Maliceptor, there's nothing in here that says, because it's, it's a reaction that happens after you successfully cast a psychic power. And they get two psychic powers. And they have two psychic powers a turn. Oh my gosh. So if you have two, like, they just anchor in your thing, and then you have, um, what are they called, um, Zoanthropes backing them up. Oh my gosh! You could annihilate a field. Wow, wow, that's gonna be amazing. Uh, it would be scary. I mean, you would have no like staying power. Yeah. Like I feel like the way that I built my list is I built it so that I had enough staying power. The the I was very surprised at how well things stayed alive because yeah. things didn't quite die. Like yeah. I feel like if you had your what are they called the ones that hunt monsters. Oh, the beast snaggers. Oh, yeah, beast snaggers might have been a thing. Yeah, yeah, especially the guys on uh, on the squigs who get the plus one to wound and two to hit, just like tearing down monsters. That might have been an interesting, uh, interesting uh, list to bring. But yeah, I this was a lot of fun. I was glad to get 120 boys on the battlefield again and yeah. uh, to see the. Uh, attrition mission in in action. I thought that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, I think, I mean, uh, you kind of bided your time, uh, and it, but it worked out for you. Well, yeah, I kind of with how, how many guys you had on the field, I had to either I had to take it to you and kill a unit before you mm-hmm. got to do anything, which mm-hmm. I'm not close enough to be able to do that. Yeah, and with your ability to wog, like I don't trust the ability to no. do any like do that like put myself out that far and mm-hmm. then be able to survive it. Yeah, and I did not bring a melee army. I do, I have good melee ability, like but my griblies they're just shooters. They just yeah. sit in the line and just kind of like fire and watch them die and then bring them back. Yeah, which. I think the forcing a flank early, which is, I, I tried forcing a flank early and was just hoping, like, I, my right flank, I pushed it as much as I could as early as possible and hoped that I held out long enough to uh, score. Uh, it didn't quite work out this time, but I think, I think you know, if I were doing matched play, mm-hmm. w- there's so much mortal wounds out there right now, I might go Death Skull's in matched play they naturally have a five up versus all mortal wounds across the board um but that's only my reaction after this game really but they're they're in this game i'm a i'm primarily a aos player so uh aos is also well known for having a lot of mortal wounds and a lot of alpha strike in in more of a melee capacity yeah in this game it's more you look at a unit, that unit dies. You look at another unit, that unit dies. And that's kind of your... Uh-huh. You move through that progression like that. And having the ability to, like, thwart an enemy. Uh-huh. And if they pick a unit to die and then it lives, you're like, all right, now we can turn the tide of battle. Like, that kind of yep. thing. That's yep. really how it works in... I feel like that's how it works in 40K. I, I don't play enough to, <laughs> to really know. <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun here today, buddy. Um, how do you feel about the uh, Tyranid Codex? I... I'm really enjoying it. I think that there's a lot of stuff that is really cool. Um, I'm, I don't know enough about Eldar to be able to say that they'd be able to do a really good job against Eldar. They're very psychically capable. Yeah. But I feel like Eldar's the same way. Yeah. And Eldar has so much like other stuff that it can do. So. Right. Right. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. But uh, I, I had a, I had a great time with you today, Kendrick. Thanks for coming down. I really appreciate it. It was a blast. Thank you.
Oh. Hi, sunny days. I'm just getting kissed. Sonny, why do you smell like vomit and lavender? Because <laughs> he knocked a candle on himself. It's such a good feeling to play games your way. It's such a happy feeling, 40Kng away. And when you throw dice with story in mind, it's such a wonderful way to unwind. It's a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that we'll be back when the fortnight's new and we'll have new ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. We will too. <laughs>